Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 95. Welcome back, ladies, to a Monday morning in July. We're so excited to have you with us. Today, I want to tell you a little bit about one of our July sponsors, Tara Bosler, freelance writer. So I'm a writer, and you might think it would be strange that I would hire a writer, but there is something different about writing sales pages and your own copy for your website and pages that's totally different from writing books and writing uh, blog posts and all of that stuff. So when I was in a bind trying to get my sales page done, I reached out to Tara on the, uh, well, I know her, so I love her, but she also came highly recommended. So if hiring a copywriter might not be in your budget, Tara has another option for you. She's got the complete copywriting playbook for women entrepreneurs, which covers the foundational copy, your manifesto, ideal client exercises, etc., etc., your web copy, how to write those about me pages, work with me pages, why and how to be authentic in your copy, and then unlocking the mysteries of sales pages. It's at a totally reasonable price. If you want to check it out, you can go to losethecape.com forward slash Tara and get your information. You can get this whole guide for just $27, which is a lot cheaper than hiring a copywriter. So check it out and enjoy our show today. Hey boss ladies, I'm Alexa Bigwarf and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write, Publish, Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishsell.co. Hey y'all, I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company providing gifts for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. You can find me at www.todaymaysuck.com or join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Today May Suck Comfort Corner. Have a happy day. Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women, celebrating, empowering, and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage, and the business. We know that you don't have to be super mom to be a super mom, so join us and lose the cape. Okay, so just a little bit of advance warning. This was a really long interview with Vanessa, so we broke it up into two parts. She just had so much to say about mindset and uh, limiting beliefs and all of those things that we broke it into two parts. So you get part one today and part two on Wednesday. So you can find out all of the information that we talk about in the show and access any uh, links or things that may be of interest to you at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 95 and enjoy part one of Vanessa's interview. We are chatting with Vanessa Matthews today, mindset and business coach. If you have not been introduced to Vanessa, you are missing out on just love, joy, excitement. I don't know. I don't know. Awesomeness. Awesomeness. Amazingness. (laughs) My life is better since you came into it. So Oh, I might actually just cry then for the next. No, please please don't because my yin and us yin-yins over here, we're already like, blah. (laughs) Okay, I won't cry. You you got to bring life to us. So let's talk about you. So Vanessa Matthews is a mindset and business coach, author, and international speaker. And we have to talk about your big trip to your big island speaking event because that's amazing. See, there it, it sounds, is again. It amazing. Fancy, right? yeah. <laughs> she has been featured in and contributed to articles for Glamour Magazine, Experience Life Magazine, Vintage Life Magazine, Women's Own. Is it Prima or Prima? Prima. 
Prima, of course it is, and many more. But as she'll tell you herself, she's also a real woman, completely disinterested in touting herself as one of the do-it-all perfect gurus you see scattered all over the internet, except for when she's in her party frock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is pretty perfect, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, in fact, except lives. doing it imperfectly, showing up in the wrong places. Right. It? Well, hey, that just makes it even better. So uh, she lives life pretty similarly to ours. She's a mom of four school age kids, a wife, a chief dog walker, laundry sorter, lover of cocktails. Yes. A bold lip and high heel wearing lady. One day she's a kick-ass entrepreneur and the next day she's scooping up dirty socks. She works with high performing female entrepreneurs who are ready to make waves, change lives, break barriers and transform their business and personal lives. And she truly is just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman. And I adore her. So yes. thank oh, you have, for being here. I, adore you both. I have high heels on too today yes. for you. Are yes. you really wearing yes. high heels? Mm -hmm. oh, she, she's going to show us. Don't fall out of your chair. <laughs> there she is yes. wearing high heel boots. Wow. I've got water in a champagne glass. Does that count? Yes. Just water. I promise it's just water. Um, I have English P&G tips tea. I don't know if that's really England's favorite tea, but that's what it said when I bought it. But I did put an ice cube in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's I, weird. That is weird, <laughs> but I really wanted to drink some hot tea, but it's too With ice here. Okay. <laughs> it's too hot. So I had to dilute it just a little bit so that I could actually drink it in this conversation and not when we're done with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vanessa, what's happening? How are you? Oh, I am good. What is happening? I have no idea half the time, honestly. I just don't. Is anybody? Um, no. Loads is happening, but I don't know. So um, yeah, I'm here. I am thrilled to be here because like this is long overdue, I think. Actually, it is long overdue. I can't, Ooh, I can't I believe that we hadn't had you on here before because let me just tell you my track record with Vanessa. I have no idea where we met, probably Boss Moms, because that's where I've met most of my most amazing, wonderful, amazing, 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 so I can say it a few more times, uh, ladies. But she's been on my uh, virtual summits that I've done. You've been, I don't know, I've had you around several times on several different yeah, things. Yeah. Just love her. We've been in a speaking mentorship group together, all three of us, actually. Yeah. yeah. And during that time frame is when, where is it? Cancun? No, not, not Cancun. Cayman Cayman. Islands? Cayman Islands. Yeah that's, yeah. that's been one of the kind of biggest things, I guess, that's been, well, it isn't, it isn't, like, um, in terms of exciting news that's been one of the exciting things that's been going on that's how I get to call myself an international speaker which sounds like really fancy but it's not that fancy like it's really not that fancy but it but I'm but if I'm heading overseas then you know I'm gonna yeah. own it that means I'm international that means I'm basically going global so I'm gonna take that that's all right right <laughs> but, and it's not um, yeah. like you're going to Des Moines Iowa I mean you're going to the Cayman Islands so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and for quite a long time, like I think seven days or something is, and that I think what I was actually really, really proud of with that particular um, achievement um, was that I kind of had to go through an application process. I had to, um, did I say kind of? I think I did. You did. And I had to, you know, get shortlisted and, and kind of, you know, I had to earn it. Um, not to say that you don't have to any, any other way but you know what I mean I kind of had to put myself through some hoops and kind of see if I could really deliver mm -hmm. um and so in that sense I think I'm kind of as proud of the fact that I actually just went for it got on there really quick got got my application and didn't overthink it it all kind of came at the right time 
all that kind of stuff. I think the, the perfect sort of synchronicity, that kind of divine timing stuff, I think actually is really important sometimes. And it's just one of those things. I kind of figure that, you know, it just popped up for me at the right time, just like you and I met and we don't quite know where or how, but we're just kind of here doing our thing. And it's just kind of worked out that way. This was a bit similar. It was kind of like the woman who was organizing it popped up in my timeline. I saw a couple of things. And I was like, that's cool. And I connected with it. And then when I saw the speaker application, I was like, I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm doing it. It's not having it. That's it. That's amazing. What conference is it? So it's called the Expansion Project, and um, they are being. There's a number of them actually. They're being organised by the very fabulous Ash Ahern, and she is creating um, a series of events. Actually, there's a conference coming up in Canada. There's one in Nice next year. Cayman Islands this year. Um, various things and I think that her, her concept really is all about this I mean it, it is what it says on the tin expansion mm -hmm. and that was a word that really connected with me really resonated with me when I first came across her and I just thought this is you know ideal really so um, I think um, yeah I think that's what kind of drew me to it is I just the word expansion just mm -hmm. filled me with joy because I love that I'm really I'd picked the word impact for this year for me and then I was a bit disappointed because I thought expansion is way better yeah. That's way more fun. <laughs> well, and I think, <laughs> well, and the interesting thing about the three of us is that I think that we're all kind of in that spot too. Expansion's a good word for all of us. And for those who, for those of you who are new to Vanessa, she's actually done a mega rebrand in the last, what, six months. She yeah. was the housewife revolution. You may have um, heard of her through that way. How did that all come about? What, what made you decide that you don't want to be housewife revolution anymore? Yeah, um, a, a few things really. I think um, expansion is a huge part of that journey yeah. actually. What I think um, I started out with was this desire, I mean the housewife revolution was ultimately born from this desire to revolutionize my own life as a housewife because mm -hmm. I'd had this business career, I'd had other successes and then all of a sudden I was stuck at home you know, raising babies and well, not even all of a sudden because I'd done that through my working life as well but we'd kind of moved to the coast, I'd had my last baby and just was kind of looking around going, where did I go? Like, what was that all about? And kind of, you know, that, that brought up lots of things for me, my financial independence. I didn't have that anymore. My sense of identity, my own kind of purpose, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I was like really unhappy, really unhappy. And I knew it wasn't my marriage. I knew it wasn't my kid. You know, I love my family. I love my kids, all that kind of stuff. I knew it wasn't any of those kind of external things outside of me. I knew it was all about me inside and having to kind of reconnect with all of that. So the, the revolution thing was like, literally, I've got to revolutionize my life. I've got to revolutionize myself because otherwise I'm going to kind of go crazy. So that's where it was. Uh, <laughs> that's where it was. And then I think as that kind of took off and started to change things for me, then um, I almost outgrew that, I suppose, mm -hmm. is what happened. I felt that I was kind of literally expanding out of that space. And I, I felt that actually the original resonance that I had that had inspired me to take that route wasn't really there so much because I was a bit like, well, I, I, even I now don't identify with housewife. And I know right. in the beginning it was one of those things that was presenting a bit of a problem because some people love that term. Some people, some hate, people it. hate it. Yeah. Yeah. And some yeah. people are work at home moms or boss moms or any of those things. And I felt like, well, I don't, re I don't resonate with the mom thing really. I've got four kids, but I still kind of didn't necessarily resonate with the work at home mom stuff and all of right. that. So I just kind of thought there wasn't another angle there for me so I have to do something else and then what increasingly became obvious as I expanded as well and kind of navigated this crazy sometimes wonderful sometimes bizarre um, <laughs> online business space was that there was such a lot of like 
fakery stuff. I, I don't know. I just was like, can somebody just tell the truth and have a normal conversation with me and just like, you know, say what it is rather than pretend it, I, it was just driving me crazy. And so oh, I kind do of tell more. There's a million examples. I wish I could pin it down to one, but I just kind oh of increasingly gosh. forced so much crap really. And so yeah. many false promises and so yeah. much manipulation that was yeah. going on and so much like I'm going to tear you down and put myself in a position of power so that you can come and feed from me it was and I was just like mm -hmm. that is messed up like and also why do people want to accept that as well from the consumer point and all that kind of stuff so I just was a bit like I have to do this differently if I'm going to do this if I'm going to operate in this space I've got two choices now and that is I compromise who I am and what I believe in and what I stand for to go with that and fit with that or I actually say enough of that and I'm going to try and you know stand for something different and so that's ultimately what I did and therefore around Christmas time I had a bit of a kind of lightning bolt and changed to um, real entrepreneurs start here uh, sorry that, that's my um, group real coach for real entrepreneurs I can't remember you know right. I mean? um, but it was about real coach for real entrepreneurs and that being again it was one of those things that kind of was staring me in the face but I hadn't really seen it um lots of people that I meet that I've worked with clients of mine whatever a lot of the feedback I was getting was either kind of about being a real deal or being just like a real human being you, you know mm -hmm. I mean you kind of alluded to it, I think in what you're saying earlier it's like you know I'm just like you know I, I don't know <laughs> I'd say that sounding like an asshole honestly are we allowed to say that you can, can say, say that, curse right? words we say curse <laughs> words yeah, it's no, all right okay. asshole's um, pretty low on the total yeah. pole, so. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, um, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to find a way to say it without sounding like an asshole, but the point being like, I'm not an asshole. So how do right. you, how do you right. kind of pitch that? Where do you pitch that? But that was the kind of feedback that I was getting was just kind of, I'm pretty down to earth, but not mm -hmm. like even fake down to earth. Cause I'd seen that too. Right. Like, I just kind of am like, I not only pick up socks, I have to go and pick up the poo, like every dog poo. You're beyond picking up the kid poo. <laughs> yeah, literally picking up shit. I've done, well, I've probably done that too, like of carpet and stuff. But anyway, that's another story. So, um, so it's kind of that really. And I think um, there's so much pressure, particularly in the online space. I think even like the Instagram kind of generate, whether you're in business or not in business, even this Instagram generation, that whole kind of what used to be net curtains and keeping up with the Joneses and washing your car on a Sunday has turned into Instagram, you know, make everything look like it's crazy okay and we're all so happy and isn't this mm -hmm. all perfect. And generally speaking the more perfect it looks the more crazy it is behind the scenes the more right. falling apart is behind the scenes right well, it's my authentic feel. you're authentic and i i feel like especially in the past i don't know i i think it's kind of funny like you see these trends like these cycles that mm. go up and down and i think it really depends on where you are as to what you notice so yeah. as to where i am in my world what i'm noticing in the past six eight twelve months is a real um a real drive towards authenticity People don't want all that other garbage. They want people that are going to be real with them. They want people who, I, and I think that's why Aubrey and I get along so well because the mm. two of us are such hot messes. There's no <laughs> doubt that we are like real as it comes. I mean, look at my background. We are we are real here, y'all. There's no like Instagram perfection happening. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I, I'm moving, so there's stuff all over the place, but my office also is my children's dressing room. 
I'm not thinking of being <laughs> fancy. Right. Right. Hiring a fancy office that looks right, good right. when realistically a corner of a room is fine. That'll do. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah, I'm at a bar with all kind. I'm at a bar. Oh, I'm not, yeah. I'm oh. not literally at a bar. <laughs> not literally at a bar. <laughs> I'm. I'm, I'm like, hey. Yeah, it's what I do on my lunch break. <laughs> Um, with all kinds of hot mess. And I mean, I posted an Instagram post after goat water splashed all over me. And Vanessa did, made me feel so much better. Like, it's okay. The goat water will, you will win tomorrow. Um, Aubrey, I don't know why. I mean, I love today, Mesak. I think it's fantastic. I love the concept behind it. I am sending them to several of my friends who are in need of a pick me up. But the gold in Aubrey's life is totally <laughs> Aubrey's know. life. Like, I don't know why she is not doing her own YouTube. Reality until I, until I like TV or somebody or Lifetime or somebody picks up her reality show. Yeah. She, Do you know how cool it is? I got to say to my husband this morning, oh, yeah, I'm doing a podcast later. And he's like, who's that with us? Oh, you know, Alexa, you know, Alexa, she does the writing. Blah, blah. And then Aubrey, you know her, the one that's married to the rodeo cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that even gets to be a sentence that comes out of yes. my mouth filled me with joy that well the rodeo cowboy just barged in while ago that's why i was like (laughs) (laughs) i should have i totally want to interview the rodeo cowboy (laughs) on our show (laughs) one day what is more fun than that yeah well he did he he is hooking up to the trailer and loading his horse right now so him and his horse are getting the heck out of here (laughs) (laughs) i love it i I could listen to her stories all day long (laughs) Oh my goodness. But we are talking about Vanessa today. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. That's right. Oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about with you though. There really is. I mean, your book, you've written a fiction book. You've been in all kinds of magazines, which I, as a writer, like could just listen to you talk about that process and all of those things all the time. But like, how did it, how did it all begin? How did, how did Vanessa become Vanessa? Oh. You know, I don't. Even, <laughs> that is that is like a simple question and the most complicated question of all, yeah, because <laughs> I don't even know. Every time I think it's where it started, something else evolves, and then it's like, oh no, that's where it all started. Mm. And then something else comes along, and I'm like, oh no, 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 wait, it's that. That's where it all started. So it's like I don't even know how to answer that question in a way anymore because there have been so many kind of experiences and opportunities and disappointments and yeah. successes and failures and all of that and each time I think that's the start that's the mm-hmm. beginning that's the beginning so um you know I, I think what you're saying about the book the day I finished that book and typed the end I was like in tears because I was like check me out I actually finished something I actually that, you know that's what it was about for me at the time was just like I can finish something who knew right, like, right. you know I've been a serial kind of um I'm the creative ideas person. I start and then I go, right. Hmm, right. That now. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so it was, it was all about that. And so that was the first, um, sort of, not even the first, but you know, that was a big point for me where I was like, wow, this is it. If I can do that, I can do anything. Um, then it was the next thing and the next thing, the next thing. And the same, you know, same with the housewife revolution, same right. with the Cayman. Ah, oh, there, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, that that's just, I'm learning that I actually am not, waiting for the moment when it will start or there isn't it's like this is just the process this is just it you know it's the involvement and um and that I 
you know, sometimes find that really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> because I really just want, you know, maybe I'm not going to say don't we all want, because I'm speaking for everybody, but to speak for me, you know, I really just kind of want to know, like, is this it now? Am I here now? Is this mm-hmm. it? Like, somebody tell me I've reached it and I've finally cracked it and everything works from here on in. And nobody's been able to tell me that yet. And so far, I kind of think every time I think I've made it, I've got something else. But I've realized that that's actually not something to try and avoid. That's just something to kind of go with and think, wow, cool, something else is coming around the corner. So that you question it probably doesn't, but well, that's okay. It was a perfect Vanessa answer. So <laughs> yeah, no, um, but mindset, like you are an amazing, and there I go again. God, somebody get on the thesaurus and give me Say some new words. Amazing. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> I don't want to give us awesome either. You are a spectacular mindset coach. Like, no, for real. Like, and and I love Vanessa because when I was like flat on my behind broke and struggling with my business. She gave me free coaching. And I will tell you that in those free lessons, she <laughs> over-delivered um, free lessons, free sessions. And if you're looking for a mindset coach, you should call her up or email her or whatever we do these days. <laughs> I don't know. We don't call each other. <laughs> her or something. Go visit her. Something. Yeah. But you are spectacular at getting down into the... Um, to the whys behind every little thing that we do. How, how, because you're not, you're not a trained counselor or are, are you, or have you, you are, oh, excuse me. She is a trained counselor. I'm sorry. No, but she's, you're so good at getting down. What do you think it is that makes you be able to really identify those things that are holding people back from moving forward in their business and with their own success? Mm. Um, I think it's funny because when you said I was kind of on my behind, I thought you were going to say, and then Vanessa came in and like put me on my behind again. Like, <laughs> well, you did that months. too. There were a couple of times yeah. where I felt like I'd been punched in the gut afterwards because yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I've been doing that. <laughs> yeah. It's a really loving fist that comes. It is, yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I think, uh, so, yeah, where does it come from? I mean, so yeah, in terms of qualifications, if you like, um, so I am actually a trained um, counselor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I no, thought no, it was yeah. even cooler though that no, when no, I thought you weren't and that you were so good at it. But. Yeah, like, no, seriously, no, don't even, don't like even apologize. It like, doesn't matter because I also kind of know that actually a huge part of what I do, if I'm, if I'm totally honest with you. So um, yeah, let me finish that sentence and then I'll explain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I qualified to do that. Um, I also trained to do NLP, which is neurolinguistic programming, which is all about rewiring limiting beliefs. It's about mm. understanding what's going on in the unconscious mind and the things that are holding us back and why they're holding us back and how the unconscious mind is kind of operating to protect us from expansion kind of in a screwy way, which you think wouldn't do that to us because that just makes everything harder, but it does. Um, so I've got that kind of background, I guess. I've got mm-hmm. that um, experience, which is fine what i would say is actually a lot of what i've learned doesn't really mean mean shit really honestly <laughs> like what i tend to find is i kind of have realized and i'm starting to realize more and more that i've also just got a bit of like an in- intuitive vision and mm-hmm. so um when i talk to people sometimes it's not it's not a great thing to have because sometimes i can talk to people and think i really just I kind of just need to say this because it's here and it's sitting on my shoulder and I see it and it feels really obvious to me. And it's finding a way to say that, like that doesn't break somebody in half, you know, straight away or whatever. It's finding a way to deliver that, but it's really hard because it's what I kind of just instinctively know. It's like, it's there. I didn't kind of ask for it. I just, 
feel it. I just kind of know it. So, so that's a, a kind of interesting thing. It's also a little bit woo-woo, which is weird because... I like woo-woo. Well, I do like woo-woo also, <laughs> but it took me a long time to make friends with yes, it because I'm also too. a cynic. I'm also a realist. Yep, yep, I'm also me a too. bit of a, like, really? Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, I'm a bit like that about things. I'm like, get real. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm doing my eye to tell me something normal. Like, I just, this isn't going to work for me. I actually had a, had a chat once um, with my own coach and she was saying about positive affirmations. And I was like, are you serious? What the fuck am I supposed to fit positive affirmations into my day? <laughs> like, really? You know, I've driven down the road with my learner driver teenager today with my face <laughs> on the side of a sandy <laughs> Like, this is my life. There's no, how do I positive affirmation my way out of that? You know? <laughs> So my son like, can drive. My son is a good driver. Yeah, my son yeah. is not going to crash us. My son is a good driver. Yes, all of that. All of that. Yeah, exactly. How do you find the positive in that when you're terrified? Right, it's right. not an option. So, so there's kind of, you know, there's, there's all of that. And I just, um, so I've had this kind of love-hate relationship with the woo-woo stuff, but I am kind of also coming to terms with actually a lot of what I know is just kind of who I am. It's not, um, it's not come from a training place. Even when right. I trained to be a relationship counsellor, you know, one of the <clears throat> things that we were trained to do um, was to work through kind of a very solution-focused process. I haven't really got much time for processes, honestly. Right. And it's like, you know, when I'm sitting there thinking, well, I can tell you in three minutes what your problem is here, and we can just cut through the crap and save ourselves six weeks of pain and agony. <laughs> um, but I've been given a process to work through, and it's kind of like, you know, oh, go home and just listen to each other and have a date night. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, don't do that this is the issue. Talk about it. This right. is what's going on. And either you're screwed, so deaf it, or, or actually you're not screwed at all. And it's just this, it, it looks like that problem, but it's actually this problem. And so that's kind of something that I've always felt able to do really. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a combination of things, but the NLP stuff, definitely. I think that understanding of um, our unconscious mind and the kind of programming that we have that shapes who we are and why we do the things we do and all that kind of stuff. You know, I do like to feel um, that I have some science and kind of knowledge and, and education behind what I'm saying. Um, but I honestly don't think it's necessarily been an essential part of how I do what I do or why I do what I do. Um, right. You know, it kind of just helps give me a container for, for what I do and how I do, it, I suppose. But my real fascination is in getting underneath the presenting problem because usually the presenting problem isn't isn't the problem at all and sometimes I'll go underneath the underneath problem because there's something else in there and I kind of know it I can kind of almost like sniff it out (laughs) for want of a better word um so it's often that and you know most people um and I talk about this a fair bit from a mindset point of view most people know how to do the strategy stuff like you know I can do that too I've got 20 years in business that's fine I can do that but very few people actually need help with the strategy. We, we live in an age of Google. Like you can Google anything and everything you need to know strategy wise. So if you're struggling, you're probably not struggling because of a lack of information, a lack of more tactics and strategies and this, that and the other. You're probably struggling because there's something on a kind of soul level that, that needs healing. And then the rest of it kind of, you go, oh, that's, that's really easy now. I think about it and you can do it. Um, but we often tell ourselves we can't do a lot of things um, because that belief is kind of keeping us safe. So it's a, it's a bit of that. And I, I've, I've always kind of, this might sound a bit sick, but I've always kind of enjoyed like um, people's dark side in a way. You know, when I wrote my, my novel, like, I'm a bubbly, lively, pretty happy person. My novel is kind of pretty dark and a bit messed up, but I kind of like that because I like 
kind of getting under the carpet and getting all the dirt and the grime out and going, well, let's just have a look at everything. I'm not afraid of real feelings or real emotions or real truth about stuff, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when you're working with entrepreneurs, I- I'm assuming you work with a lot of people who are just starting out or, or do you have people that have been going for a while and are just so screwed up by their own mindset blocks that they need intervention? Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think there's a, a really common misconception maybe that actually you only need this kind of help when you're starting out. And then it's like what you were talking earlier about saying, you know, um, how did this all start? And I say, oh, every time I think it started, something else comes up. And I think that's been my experience so far is that actually it doesn't really matter where you are in your entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. Um, this stuff comes up right. regardless. Um, right. You know, it's, some of it comes with the seasons of your life and all that kind of thing. And some of it comes with um, stages of business. Yes. So it comes with all sorts of things, but I think it doesn't matter whether you are, you know, just starting out and trying to get your first hundred dollar sale or whether you are literally looking at a hundred million dollars, you know, mm-hmm. the same issues affect everybody. And so it's less about actually where people are in their business stages. It's more about like, what's your deep burning issue? What's your deep burning problem that we can find and get rid of so that you can go wherever the next step is. And often as we up level in our businesses, um, a new set, you know, we kind of just open up a new door to a new set of, of fears or limiting beliefs that we didn't realize because they weren't showing themselves until we started to up level. So, you know, often people will come and they think, Oh, when I've earned my first, thousand I'll feel better about this when I've earned my first hundred thousand I'll feel better about this when I've earned my first hundred million I'll feel better about this whatever it's like the point is you know um no you won't <laughs> actually it doesn't matter that's not the issue the issue is whatever that that mindset right. need is in you or whatever that limitation is in you so um and that didn't necessarily make a load of sense but I, I know what I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters I think I think people yeah. um like myself I'm pretty in tune with what my mind set blocks are like I, I I recognize them and know them and my husband and I we've been talking a lot about business and working together and strategies and our word right now is evolve and like how Ooh. we're evolving um mentally mostly both of us my problem is I know my problems <laughs> and I will be I will get real good at being over them for a few days and then all of a sudden boom I'm like back it's like yeah. I can't, I can't stay consistent up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, any tips that, for that? <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, um, two, two things I kind of want to say about that really, I guess the, the first thing is um, the inconsistency, the, the thing that makes it hard to sustain, that's your unconscious mind, like jumping back in. Cause you kind of go, yeah, I'm free of this. I can move on now. And then your unconscious mind sneaks back and goes, no, you're not, not yet. Cause I'm not ready for you to be, we, this is too much. This is too much. And, and often the more we up level, actually, the more successful the business becomes or, you know, our project or our voice or whatever it is that we're trying to do um, becomes the more those things kind of um, come for us to, to snatch us back down. So it really is like, um, it, it's your unconscious mind kind of pulling you back and we will, um, without trying to kind of overcomplicate or confuse things you have something called the reticular activating system as well which is when you um the simplest way to explain that is if for example you're talking about i really want a red mercedes let's say and then you go out and all you seem to see for the next two weeks are red mercedes everywhere it's like um whatever you're telling your brain sort of subconsciously whatever your belief is inside that's what your brain is going out looking for um signs and symptoms and reassurance for so 
you can say, which is where the positive affirmations thing kind of falls down a little bit sometimes. You can say, I am healthy, wealthy, happy, successful, whatever. You can say all of that. But if your um, mindset work hasn't been done, if your reprogramming at a kind of core level hasn't been done, then your unconscious mind, every time you say, I am healthy, wealthy, wealthy, happy, successful, your unconscious mind is going to go, no, you're not. We know you're not. I know you're not. Mm. And so it's going to keep popping up fears. It's going to cause um, you to have arguments. It's going to cause you to self-sabotage. It's going to cause you to... Um, you know, leave out obvious things that you would be like, why didn't I see that? Why didn't I see that coming? Because your unconscious mind is, is choosing not to see those things, which brings me on to the other part of what I was saying. I don't know if that makes sense. So feel free to ask a question if it doesn't make sense. Um, the other part of what I was going to say was um, that we think we can see all our stuff. But actually, and I, I, I'm like really proud of how self-aware I am, but it's kind of a lie because we all have blind spots we all have you know your your whole fabric of being is made up but your unconscious mind has been protecting you for a whole lifetime so all the things that it doesn't want you to see about yourself it blocks out so you can't you can't see them even if you're looking for them you can't see them so it's only when somebody else says it's the same reason where you might exactly what you just said where you say well i i go gung-ho for a few days and everything's great and then i pull myself back it's um because your trying to sort of make sense without waffling um which i don't do very well <laughs> but it's, it's all part of that same thing that like you can't see these so there will have been pre plenty of signs before probably that you're slipping back into your old habits as you think you're going off to do something new but you won't see them because your your unconscious mind isn't looking out for them it's looking out for danger it's uh, sorry, I'm not necessarily explaining it very well it can be really complex to explain um, but actually, once you kind of understand how it works, the simplest way of looking at it is your conscious mind, which is the bit that says, I want to go and earn $20,000 this month or something, is the goal setter. Your conscious mind is the goal setter. It's the bit that says what you want. The unconscious mind is the goal getter. It's the bit that makes it possible and, and encourages you to go and take the actions and think the thoughts and do the things that will actually get you what you want. And so whilst those two are a bit of a disconnect, you're not going to get what you want. It's kind of... Mm kind of a bit um you know <laughs> as simple as that in a way and, and so part of the work of nlp is about actually learning to rewire those thought patterns in a more deep-rooted um, and sustainable way so that you don't keep slipping back into old habits very very quickly so that you're kind of healing those things that keep presenting themselves at a kind of core level so that they kind of go away because all the unconscious mind is trying to do is throw up these fears and concerns for you to say look look this is scary and and when you can heal that then it doesn't throw them up anymore and you move on to the next bit if that does that make any kind of sense whatsoever <laughs> yes it makes me want to get rid of my unconscious mind like, yeah. you know how much i could do without you unconscious mind yeah yeah <laughs> but it's kind of the bit that they're trying to protect you and mm. so um it's the it's the part of you that um you know when you see a spider and it kind of makes you do this and or you step into the road in front of a car and you automatically step back because that's your unconscious mind protecting you. You know, it's a really important part of who we are and what we do in lots of ways. That's your unconscious mind, like instinctively making you react to something without you actually thinking, mm -hmm. oh, I've got to get away. You know, you don't think there's a spider. I'm going to walk away from the spider and then walk away. You kind of go, oh, it's an instinctive thing that doesn't happen um, in that sort of linear way. So so, you know, it serves us um, and generally speaking, it's bringing up stuff we need to address and, um, you know, and then we break through and we move to the next level. Well, I'm sure it's probably more than what you can teach us in a quick um, 
in a quick segment here, but do you have any tips on how to identify those lies, if you will, and rewiring your brain away from those um, negative things and fears? Yeah. So I, I'm trying to, uh, ooh, I might, Sorry, I might that actually, was, that was really no, no, off the cuff fine. there. <laughs> I was just thinking mm -hmm. I might actually have like a piece of paper right to hand that would give some very, very simple quick fixes. And I think I might, so I'm going to like waffle for a second while I find it. That's fine. <laughs> some of the, some of the simplest things. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, it's sometimes, um, well not sometimes all the time, it's about specifics in certain for an individual so you will have a different set of limiting beliefs to what I will have mm -hmm. to what Aubrey will have and that doesn't mean any of us don't have them we all have them but they're all going to be slightly different because we're all being shaped by our own lives and experiences right um, so in terms of that like what's the one size fits all response to that there is none right well there is <laughs> one but but there are kind of more common traits I suppose so things like um let me have a think. So in terms of limiting beliefs, when you find yourself kind of saying, um, I'm looking down for a minute because I'm trying to just grab my notes. So I've got some of this stuff. So it, this is just an example. When you find yourself thinking, I can't do that. I'm no good at this. And people use this a lot. I'm no good. I struggle with, if you look at Facebook posts, you'll see a lot of, um, I'm no good. I struggle with, I'm never this. I'm always that. I'm terrible at all that kind of stuff. Um, those are limiting beliefs just showing up all the time. So the first thing is to become aware on a, on a really simple level, become aware of when you're saying and doing things like things like that. Um, and not rather than trying to pretend you don't do them or um, deny that they exist or go, Oh no. And judge yourself harshly for having them. It's kind of just giving them a nod first and foremost that they exist and recognizing them when you see those things pop up. The other thing to do um, on a practical level, a kind of technique, if you like, is to kind of start questioning those beliefs. So when you say, um, like I am, like I said before, um, when about when I was writing my book, you know, I'm not somebody, I'm not a completer finisher. That was my thing. I always used to say that I never finish anything. Da 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 da. And actually, um, it's questioning that and going, well, how do I know that's true? Mm. Like, who said that? When did that? When did that happen? How did that? Um, you know, how has that shown itself? Um, let, let's say you, or you had a belief that is like, and, and then it's, no, I'll stick with that. I love the confusing things. Um, so for something like that, then I might think like, um, okay, so is that really true? Are they, uh, have I always like never finished things or can I also find examples of where I have finished things where actually I have done? And of course you can, of course you can, but your brain is set on the look for the things you can't do, look for the things you're not good at. And so that's what it goes looking for to find evidence for. It's only when you consciously say, well, let me just question that a minute are you sure mm -hmm. and then go through that that you'll probably find loads of evidence to suggest the opposite is true or to at least suggest that there's an even balance of both so yeah of course it's also true that there's lots of things i didn't finish but right. when i look back there's plenty of things i did finish too so right. um you know that's that's one thing of it um it's kind of um keeping exploring and exploring and exploring and kind of drilling through those layers of limiting beliefs until you kind of start to shake the foundations of them because that's what your unconscious mind is constantly saying, but here's the evidence, but here's the evidence. This is why we can't move forward because look what happens when you do. This is why you can't be rich because look what happens when you get money, you blow it or you waste it or you, you know, whatever, um, as an example. When you actually kind of turn and face that and kind of explore that and say, oh, is that really true? Do I really always do that? Da, 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 da. 
then actually you shift the very kind of foundation that that belief was set on and the unconscious mind starts to go, whoa, okay, hang on, what's this? And you open up the opportunity to reprogram that and start to look for other things. So it's kind of, it's not like you're pretending that you don't do the bad things or that you pretend that you're not who you are. It's that you also find the other supporting evidence to suggest both, you know, to corroborate both sides of the story, I guess, and then slowly shift your focus to the more positive side of the story. So that's, that's kind of one thing. And I think the other thing is like, um, you know, there are lots of very, um, well, there's lots of language play and things like that you can do to sort of help shift um, limiting beliefs. And I'm trying to think what's a really quick and easy one to kind of go through. I mean, silly things as well. If you find yourself saying, I'm no good at, and but, and, and things like that, it's kind of saying, right, um, you know, I'm, I'm rubbish at this. It's, if you always say, oh, I'm rubbish at this, like, I'm rubbish at this. And it's okay because I'm learning to get better at it it's just kind of reframing those things so rather than trying to deny that you feel like you're rubbish at something it's kind of going it's all right i'm rubbish at this like um if you can't quite you know if you question it and you find you really are rubbish at it it's kind of like going okay okay so i'm rubbish at this and it's okay because i'm going to get somebody else to help me or it's okay because it doesn't mean i'm a terrible person or it's okay because whatever 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 does that does that make sense does mm-hmm. that help a bit yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's interesting. I was having a conversation with a um, a man. I'm I'm ghostwriting his book. It's on business stuff, and he's actually English. And um, long story short, basically, we were talking about um, how so many people. He's talking about putting together business plans and how people spend so much time on all the writing and the blah 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 blah, and then they spend very little time on the on the financial part, which is actually the most important to the banks because <laughs> they're, they're going to look at your financial support, financial stuff before they look at your justification. And he's mm. like, and so many people say, I'm not good at maths, as you say in, in England. Yeah. I'm not good at maths. So, you know, and it's just one of those things, like it's kind of a societal norm. We've all just decided that we're not, he's like, in a way that you would never say, I'm illiterate. I don't read well. Mm. <laughs> And I, that, that really stuck in my mind, actually, even though we're doing a a business book, like the mindset behind that and how often we will say, you know, I'm not good at running a business or I'm not good at whatever, whatever, whatever that is important to my business. And and why, why is that? How do I know I'm not good at running a business? This is the first one I've ever run. Why would I think that that's, that I don't have a business mind or yeah. you know, that, that I'm not worthy of charging these rates or mm. all those many things that I'm sure you see, especially with female entrepreneurs and definitely. mindset. Yeah, definitely. And there's some female. I think that goes back to what Vanessa was talking about as far as strategy goes. And for um, anybody starting a business now, listening to the podcast, Alex and I talked about taxes and where we spent our money wrong, but I think so many people play off of those emotions and mindsets when really we don't need, we need the mindset help, not the strategy help. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not promoted that way, you know? Yeah, totally. And I think mindset as a term is thrown around quite a lot as well. I mean, again, it's like this real coach thing is like, can we also get real about what that really means? Cause mindset isn't just about deciding you're going to feel happy. It's right. not just about going, Hey, I'm really confident when you feel like crap inside. It's not about that. It's about working at that core belief level. Um, and you know, you're saying about the, the finances thing. I spent years walking around saying I'm terrible at math. I'm terrible at math and, um, and sales. Uh, oh my God. I actually once went for, um, a job interview for some freelance work and I actually sat and one of the first things I said was don't ask me to do new business because I don't sell I don't do sales I don't do sales. 
in the three months that I worked there, I'd signed them £90,000 worth of new business. Three wow. months. And I'm saying I don't do sales. Like, what? Where does that even come from? So it's like, sometimes we don't even question those beliefs, but we've just carried them around for years because maybe somebody said to us when we were seven, like, oh, you're not very good at maths, are you? Right. <laughs> you know? one, of my, one of my kids came home from school, um, one of my daughters came home from school um, earlier in the week and said to me, oh, Miss So-and-so um, at school, teacher, says um, you can't be rich and have friends. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> What's that now? And it's, but it can take a statement like that, you know, us as parents, or we can do, it doesn't have to be something huge, traumatic. Right, right. You know, it can be, of course, but it doesn't have to be something huge, traumatic, stressful that kind of messes us up and then we're playing that out forever. Sometimes it can be a simple comment from a neighbor or a teacher mm-hmm. or somebody that just somehow gets in your brain and leaves you with this belief that you are no good at something or that you are always going to fail or that you are whatever, 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 fill in the blanks, you know, but that kind of statement, you know, I was just like, whoa, okay, we need to talk about that really quickly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and we, we talked about it and I've addressed that as best I can, but I don't know, that may surface for her 20 years down the line where she's like, but I really want to be rich, but I don't want to not have any friends. And all this kind of stuff you know and that's come from for her teacher that's come from some kind of core belief and that's kind of stuff that needs some mindset work right there but absolutely you know it's it's funny because i can pinpoint my limiting beliefs back to one statement made to me in the eighth grade by my older sister and up until this point in time i actually had liked math it was Mm. it was challenging for me but i even though i'm a creative I like things that are black and white. It, mm. You know, I like the creative stuff, but I like the fact that if there is a formula that you can figure it out and it's going to be that same answer every single time, like there's no, on the other hand, I like to be able to do blah, 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 creative, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I think I could have actually been one of those people who had strengths of both side brains, you know, yeah. but I wanted to be an astronaut. And I remember my sister telling me, it was seventh or eighth grade, I was trying to convince my mom to send me to, um, to uh, Florida to go to the astronaut training school mm. that they do for kids. And my sister looked at me and she said, you're not smart enough to be an astronaut. You have to do too much math and science. Mm. Up until that point in time, I didn't know I wasn't smart in math or science, but I tell you what, I never made a good grade in math or science ever again after that, other than yeah. algebra, which I love algebra, which is weird. But um, like I, I did horrible in physics and chemistry and all those things that, yeah, and it's funny and that sticks with me even to today. Mm-hmm. I battle that you're not smart enough to have a, a mm-hmm. you know, to charge these prices. You're not smart enough to do this. I don't believe it's true anymore. But yeah. I still have to battle that little. Uh, Your subconscious demon. may not right. believe that it's true anymore. Right. It. Right. Just mind doesn't think it's true, but your unconscious mind is still playing that record at some point, and that's what. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, a million things we could get into on that totally, but it, right. but, it, but it's exactly that, and it's actually often what we do is we take we, we kind of also particularly as children, of course, I mean, typically in NLP terms, these limiting beliefs that we have are actually shape us. They come about usually before the age of around eight or nine. So mm-hmm. in our kind of younger life it can be like, even as a baby, even this idea, you know, and there can be like grown adults who kind of just have this feeling of people that want me around, blah, 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 because maybe when their mom was pregnant, she didn't want to be pregnant, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, you know, it can be anything. It's not necessarily always, um, and it does get a bit more woo-woo, like how can right. you carry that limit right. in the womb? But if you think about it, we're kind of energetic beings. And right. so, um, you know, why wouldn't that kind of 
be absorbed, I suppose, on, on the other hand too. So, but what we often forget or, or, or struggle to separate, and I think that's where if you're carrying around feelings of like I'm not enough and all that kind of stuff, which we all, you know, we all, I don't think sure. anyone's immune to that kind of stuff. Um, I think um, what we sometimes forget to separate is that actually that's a story that's been given to us and we chose at whatever age, for whatever reason, to take that story on as truth. We, to- we chose to take that on as our own and that's our truth and that's how it is. And we don't question it and we carry it through our lives. And then actually it's only when you start to question that and go, actually, who said that to me? Right. And was that really about me or was that their story and their belief and I chose to accept it? And I think once you realize that ultimately you probably have made, um, and, and this is a kind of powerful thing for a lot of my clients, when they kind of realize that they're not a victim of what they've carried around to this mm-hmm. point, they're not a victim of what's happened or has been said to them. They chose a coping mechanism for whatever reason in that moment. And actually, that's a really powerful thing to do. And, you know, when you kind of decide, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm actually not going to share an example because that would be like, you know, disclosing personal stuff. I was about to go, oh, I've got an example, but I'm not going to because that, that's like, you know, obviously what goes on between me and clients goes on between me and right. clients. But, um, so I'm trying to get my own example now. But, but anyway, for, you know, as a thing, it's kind of like when you actually realize that maybe your belief that, um, I don't know, you don't need friends and you're better off alone or something. Mm-hmm you think you, you grow into adulthood thinking I've got no friends. I'm lonely. I'm this and that and the other feels very victimy. Actually right. it feels like it's not my fault. It's not fair. Da, da, da. How is all this happening to me? And actually you feel really out of control and like, I can't do anything about this. It's always going to suck all the rest of it. If you can actually go back and trace that back and find the moment where that belief was installed. And then you go, Oh, actually I chose to take that on board to protect myself because actually that thing or whatever that happened really hurt me. I, that's pretty powerful like I protected myself really good like so good that I've carried this on for 20 years which means if I chose to protect myself so well I can also choose to let that go actually mm-hmm. now I realize I don't need it and it wasn't based on any truth and you know all that kind of stuff and actually if I can protect myself in that way maybe I can apply that power to something else and make it work for me rather than against me if that makes sense right Be sure to come back on Wednesday to access part two of Vanessa's interview where we just keep on going with our uh, very deep conversation and topics. And don't forget, you can get access to all of our show notes at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 95. And be sure to check out our featured sponsor, Tara Bossler at losethecape.com forward slash Tara. That's T-A-R-A.